Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of your favourite golf podcast. It's golf is ruining my life. Very nice. Uh, Nicely introduced. Thanks. Felt quite relaxed today. Well, I would say it's because we're slipping into a heat coma, to be honest. That's why it felt so good. Welcome back. My God. To live from the sauna. Golfers are But yeah. I would like to remind you, and as I've said on my radio show numerous times over the last few days. Well, obviously, I know what you're talking about because I listen. Thanks. Um, let's not complain about this because we complained about the, the wetness during mm. the winter. We complained about the coldness. This is the golfing season. This is what we've been waiting for. Yes. Yes. I went to bed last night because I was very tired at 9.30 and it was still light. Oh, you went to bed when it was still light. Yeah, I could have played golf. I mean, I do that in October. Yes. Which but, is an uh, achievement. Just, We're talking in the, the mid-fives. It's because you just detest your family, that is. <laughs> Bye, guys. Daddy's going to bed. See you. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's great playing golf in this. I played my first round the other day where it was properly dry on the fairways. So the ball oh. would just doink onto the fairway and just it would just do whole new things. Summer golf has arrived. And also, um, three of us played and we all thought we were going to play brilliantly. You know, they, uh, we always talk about this, the expectation confronted by the reality mm. the bounciness of the car park on the way in and the misery on the way out and we all thought we were going to hit great rounds and the major thing that got us was the number of putts the first putts that we hit past so maybe getting oh, nicely in yeah. the middle of the green and you got suddenly you got a birdie putt and that feeling of going from a birdie putt to a bogey and sometimes a four a couple of us four putted because the ball just kept rolling yeah it's like someone's turned up the gravity I wish you could bottle that feeling of there is nothing funnier than the birdie putt that turns into a bogey on a hole. Because yeah. I always have the same thought. I'll go, oh, I maybe I got this. And then you roll it five foot past. You're like, why did I just put it close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, what, yeah. Who the hell do I think I am thinking I could get a birdie there? Put it close yeah. and you had a par. Now look at you, Tom. <laughs> You're barely getting a bogey, you stupid C. And that's it then. That's what I think. You massive C bomb. Yeah. It's incredible though how... Is there any other sport, or indeed in life, like it's it's like going from you're about to sign a deal that's going to make you a multimillionaire, and seconds later you've lost everything. You've lost your house, your family, your kids. Yeah, that's how it feels when you three or four part. And there's no one to blame other than yourself. Oh my gosh! I actually sent the text to my friend earlier today saying, "I don't." I just talking about a few other things. I was like, "Golf isn't fair. Golf mm. is not a fair sport. So yeah. don't expect it to be fair." Someone said the other day, these guys were in a buggy behind us. Really nice. And I was like, do you want to go through? Because, you know, there's three of us and there's just two of you. And she said, uh, no, we won't go through. We're fine. We're just having a relaxing round of golf. You what? What? Excuse me? You what, mate? That's like having an enjoyable, you know, sentence in prison. Yeah. It's impossible. It's not possible. But when I did say this to my friend that I was like, golf isn't fair. Mm. Have we, maybe there's for some people... It doesn't matter that it's not fair because it's just about the enjoyment of the sport. Have we ruined what should be an easy, relaxing thing? It doesn't matter about score. That's what I said to my friend. When I said to my friend, I was like, I don't get this with golf because golf isn't fair. But Mm. for him, and he's like a probably like a mid-20s handicapper. It's fun. Golf is fun. It doesn't matter, right? You're just there. It's unbelievable when they do it. And you do get the sort of person who you hit a bad shot and they go, (laughs) and you're like, don't you dare. Why are you looking at me? Mm. Don't even look at me. I can't be responsible for my actions. But yeah, you're right. I think I, I think certainly I feel like I'm wrong in that situation. It's supposed to be fun. It shouldn't really matter so much about score, but in our pursuit, yeah. and I don't want to lay the blame particularly at your door here, but your door more than most, especially more than me these days, mm. is a pure pursuit 
of Perfection. lower handicaps, better scores, must score better. I thought I was going to shoot the other day. I was like, I'm playing really well. I've won a few matches recently, but match players are very different beasts. Yeah. Straight play. And I genuinely went out thinking it's going to be a good single figure. It's going to be like a five over job. Very, very benign conditions, but dry, hard. Perfect. Well, yeah, but I've forgotten how much when it's hard with, river, you know, fairways bouncing all over the place. Mate, they're not fairways. They're unfairways. Ka-ching! Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, 16 over par for my round. 16 over par. And that is a recorded round on my EG. You can see it. On Muswell Hill? Yeah, on my home course. Oh, man. Breaking news from my EG, by the way. And we will get on to the big issues of the day. Namely. It's like something... There has been some golf news, right? Yeah, yeah, there's been some golf news. We'll get on to that. Who cares? But I mean, listen, guys. Welcome to Golfers Ruining My Life. If you want to know what this podcast is really like, we can either talk about the Live PGA merger for the first time, or I could tell you... What's happened? Well, hang on. Or I could tell you that uh, my EG, the England Golf app, has just emailed me, and you can now put scores in in Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. Far more important. Way more important than some Live PGA nonsense. Who cares? (laughs) No, where can I do my golf admin? Over the border? Yes, please, my EG. Yes, please. So hold on. Until recently, if I'd gone on a golf trip to Scotland, I couldn't have put my scores in. You couldn't have put them in on my EG. I didn't know that. Isn't that insane? That is insane, yeah. Completely ridiculous. But this is going to become a more prominent issue in my life because I broke some news to you about 20 minutes ago. Still recovering, to be honest. That I'm actually breaking this news to the podcast before I broke it to the admin team of Muswell Hill. So if you're listening, Mm. hello, guy. Um, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the golf course. I'll be okay. Is that okay? It's not okay, is it? It's not okay. I mean, it's fair enough because you are moving house. Quite literally so moving It would be quite me. weird to stay there and, and, you know, be a member when you live an hour and a bit away. Yeah, 50-minute commute to play golf. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Especially when where you're moving to has got loads of nice golf courses that I'll be able to come and play on. Of course. So I'm very keen for you to go meet new golfers. You know, if you love someone, set them free and then yeah. go and play on, you know, wherever it is for yeah, as a, a reduced father, price. As a father, you know, but you've got to, you can't keep your kids close. You've got to let no. them. And I feel, I think of you as, you know, my my... You're the golfing son I never had, apart yeah. from my son who plays golf. Yeah. But Paul, uh, he's not as good as me. No. Um, you're not far off. I, <laughs> it's probably, tr- it's probably true these obsessive. days. Um, no, it's really exciting. Yes, you are leaving. Uh, again, the breaking news here on Golf is Ruining My Life. Is it, you know, the US Open coming up? <laughs> is it the Canadian Open being won by a Canadian? No, no, no. no. Tom Green's moving house. Yeah. And I'm going to go what? get nearer to nicer golf courses. Yeah. Because let's be honest, right? Let's be brutally honest. Always. This is a safe space, this podcast. We live in North London, yeah. and if you live in any major city, London being probably the prime example of this, mm. it's very hard to find good golf. Mm-hmm. And I brought my friend down to play golf at Muswell Hill in winter last year. Yes, and I was like, "Come and play my course. It's in London. It's it's yeah. it's you know this is where this is what you've heard about on the podcast." And after about six holes, he was like, oh, "I think I've played better places than this." And he is not a good golfer. Mm. And mm. I was like, "Wow, that, that shows how." Not bad, but how tilted our our opinion is of this place because yeah. we live in London and it's, it's all we so know. it's all we know and it's hard to yeah, get to anywhere. But else. it's also beautiful in summer and it is looking really nice at the moment. They've just had some big uh, club tournament there and it is yeah. in fine fettle. The greens though, a bit too fast. Are you struggling? Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you the other day. Three putting left, right, and centre It was a oh, nightmare. No. You know me, Tom. If I three putt, it takes me roughly six holes to get over it. During yeah. which time I then four putt, five putt, six putt. It was it was bad. Can we please talk about your scratch match though? Yeah. Because you've had like four big rounds of golf since we last did. Oh my God, I forgot. Sorry we weren't here last week. Yeah, well. We were both on holiday. We basically had holidays a week after the other. So I did Portugal. And I did the south of France. Right. Annoying. Really annoying, especially when, I didn't know if you know this, but Portugal, there's quite a lot of golf courses there. Yeah, I'm aware of that, yeah. Going on a holiday with a very non-golfing family. Ugh. 
being surrounded by golf courses. Uh-oh. Can you imagine what that's like? Um, yeah, because I've never had that. I've been on holiday to Portugal, but I'm quite lucky that Em's dad's a big golfer. Right. So we've always played golf. Right. On a week to Portugal last year, yeah. or the year before, I got three rounds of golfing. Three? Over seven week? days. Oh my life, that's amazing. Yeah. That's less than three yeah. rounds of golfing. It's more that you had four normal days where you didn't play golf. That's yeah. how you describe that. That's a golfing holiday where family got in the way. Yeah, annoying. This, this was agony. Every time I drove past the golf course, we were like on our way to do a family thing at a beach or something <sighs> like that. Oh. Oh my and we had a great time and it was magical and i definitely didn't stand in the sea practicing my golf swing oh did you well did he's I, used to being in the water oh good very good all, all, right. the all, all the sand all the sand it's very good yeah, they both work it's good stuff mate Thanks. doing really well um yeah no anyway we've been away and uh, i've had a couple of matches i've played uh, a scratch match that's the only match i want to hear about Fine. because i don't really care about handicap matches so much because i don't think they're as exciting as are you okay i'm really sweaty i'm You're really sweaty it's hot isn't it so hot in here um i want to talk about your scratch match because i think that's the most exciting yeah because this i've i've not known you play a scratch tournament before the last time i knew you were going to play a scratch tournament it was a, probably a few years ago yeah. and you pulled out the day before it didn't end up happening yeah, it didn't do it. um yeah no it was amazing so it's a tournament and uh, the best 32 players in the club play and i have done one match the main thing about playing club golf matches right is the biggest challenge of all is diaries yeah yeah because yeah. i'm it's in like a podcast oh my god it's like this mm. i'm in a foursomes tournament and most of what we do is send messages backwards and forwards saying, no, I can't do that kind of... You're trying to get four random people who have four completely different lives mm. to meet together at the same time for four hours. I mean, that in itself, someone should get a trophy for that. Mm. There should be a board for, you know, best golf tournament admin, right? That's yeah. a board I could possibly get on. Yeah, you'd be good at that. In terms of best golf, I'm not getting on that. Um, so match number one, I uh, played against a guy called Ben, who was really nice. Uh, he was off six. So similar to me. Okay, so you're similar. So you're in similar footings, which is good. Did you know that before you teed off? Yeah, yeah right. you could see what his handicap is. So I was obviously, I definitely wasn't going on to Google and searching him and looking him up on Facebook. I didn't face stalk him or anything no. like that. I would. Why would I do that? Weird. I did, it's not like I want to try and get inside his head or anything. No. Find out things about him that I could just drop in that you know his great enemy in his career was doing yeah. really well. How are you dealing with your mum's death? Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Sort of thing, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Didn't do that at all. Um, so I, uh, it started really well. I piled the first four because something. Wow, which on Muswell Hill, you've right. you've heard it here before, is a real difficult thing to do. Here's the thing about playing match play golf. When I'm playing against someone, suddenly I've got someone else to play against. Because when I play golf normally, I'm just playing against myself. Yeah. And you, you can beat that guy up. And this guy, I'm never beating that guy. Yeah. It's impossible for me to beat Tom. He's the, he's the worst opponent ever. It's the saddest but thing. When I've got an actual real life opponent to beat, it just focuses you. I went pop, 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 and I won the first four holes. So I was four up through four. Massive. I was really pleased about it. And then he came back in. He got a couple of loose bogeys. And then he started playing better. And then it was. Then I had a bit of a wobble. Hold on. You are not going to enough detail here. Okay, fine. So you were four, four up. Four up through four. You must be feeling at this stage pretty... Yeah, I was trying to keep calm. Yeah. I wasn't doing the thing which I do, which is when I'm having a good round and I text Tom Green. Yeah. Hello, mate. Look at my drive on seven. Guarantees that's the end of my good round. Had you had the thought at four up where you were like, oh, maybe I should chill out because I don't want to embarrass this guy. Had you got that confidence? Oh, you mean the Brazil-Germany football match when Germany was spanking Brazil so badly at halftime, something like 7-0, uh -huh. that apparently they all said in the, in the interval in the green room, I don't know what they had, oh, yeah. um, let's no more goals guys because we're going to humiliate them in front of their families it's not fair 
How nice is that? And then what happened? Did they still win? They won something like 7-0 or oh. one more. Kind of by accident. Yeah, like playing against the kids. Mm. Um, no, I, that never occurred to me at all. I wanted to beat him 9-8 and because I wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah, very hot. Because I had things to do. I had to get home and do admin yeah. for my other golf uh, tournament that I was in. You know, yeah. I had to get back on the WhatsApps. Then he started hitting a few pars and I got just hit the bogey golf rut. Definitely in a bogey golf rut at the moment. Okay. Bogey, bogey, bogey. And then suddenly we're back at all square. Where? The... 12th short par three oh, god and the thing is with going from four up to all square yeah god the um it's swinging in the wrong way at that point isn't it yeah, all i'm bottling it i'm becoming a story yeah because also all square isn't all square in your head he he, he will feel three up yeah, yeah, yeah totally course, that yeah. and i knew that and then i'm on this little par three which is stroke index 18 he hits it in the middle of the green holeable birdie putt <laughs> I uh, pushed it right under a tree. Ah, yeah. Under a tree. You know, the big, the tree, big on the tree on the right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I walk up. So you missed it short. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm about to go one down, having been four up. Oh. The full Tom Price collapse is on. So I get up to this chip and I look at it. And then I. And let me just paint this even, even more. Please do. It's a very dry part of the golf course that mm. I find playing under that tree is either in winter, mm. muddy, awful, horribleness, and in, in summer is that cracked, yeah. dry... That's right. Like almost playing off concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a terrible wildfire has just been through and you've decided to have a game of golf on it. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah there's all bits of smoke going past you. Yeah. But you um, know, Muzzle Hill's a really good golf course. You do play there, guys. It's great. Very welcoming. Yeah. Great parking. And I uh, got up to the chip and I was like, oh, mate, this is bad. One of those chips where your, your ball is really way above your feet. So I throttled right down yeah. on a 50 degree. And so every chance this is going, coming out left. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Left like aims right. And also because the ground is yeah. going right to left yeah. as well. Don't you love when you also aim right and then it and then it doesn't even turn? But anyway, sorry. And it goes straight. Yeah. Uh, hit the best chip of my life and hold the chip for birdie. You he chipped in? Chip. I chipped him. Huge. He missed his putt for birdie because it was very missable. Yeah. I went one up. Then I won the next hole two up, next hole three up. Uh, half the f- next hole, then I won the 16th. Massive. So I won like four and two. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that's that's one really, of the coolest I'm, stories I've ever heard. I'm really proud Aren't of you. Aren't you cool? I'm so glad. I'm so glad that by hook or by crook, in this podcast, in this show, we have built a place where we can come and tell these very average golf stories, mm. but enjoy them. Yeah, it's no, just wonderful. In terms of average golf, we are going to have to go to a break in a second. Yeah. This is why golf is an amazing sport, is because you can have those moments of pure sporting excellence yeah. on a really average footing. Yeah. Like we had this on my Portugal golf trip. Um, the it was there was everything was square all square across mm. everything we played three full days of golf and it was down to the final two blokes going head to head down the 18th they Ooh. both went OB three times no but it was the most competitive hole still OB 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 six OBs yep that is are they still there There's, <laughs> are they home no one their ever families know, know who knew who won that round so then they're like, okay, we're just going to take seven irons. But it doesn't matter that they're both on 12 because the point is they're head to head. And those heads have gone. And they're burnt. That and is... they're hung over. <laughs> they just want to see their families again. That's what's great about golf though. Wow. It is it's fantastic. And he said to me afterwards, what I've enjoyed about matches, and I've played a couple of other ones as well. I played a really good player in a foursomes situation. And afterwards we, you sit there and you go through the game. You sort of open up a bit. Because when you're playing, you keep it secret, right? You don't say how you felt at certain points. And then afterwards you go, mate, I can't believe I chipped in or whatever. You know, he said, yeah, when you chipped in, that was it. I was done. I gave up. I was so gutted. He was furious. He was really cross. 
Wow. So happy. It, listen. It, what sort of guy was he? Young, old? Young, yeah, young, like 30. Something like that. Right. And then the uh, the guy I played against in the foursomes uh, has, is famous at the course. I won't name him for being a very, very cantankerous man. Very cross. Okay. Gets, gets very, very angry indeed. And watching someone else get angry is really interesting. When you hmm. when you have a bit of a Tyrrell Hatton thing going on yourself, you're the angry guy normally, right? So I'm watching him. and I'm like, why do you get angry? You you look so stupid. I can't believe you're getting angry. And as an opponent, it galvanizes you so much. If you are playing competitive golf, never get angry because you're literally handing them shots. I, I, I'm, yeah. I played honestly like twenty percent better when I saw him getting angry because I was like, I've got him, I've got him. Yeah. Never get angry. And we won. It was amazing. Massive. It's like most, it might have been like standing in front of a mirror on the golf course. <laughs> What's this guy doing? It's not only you. It was, it was You're quite the shock guy. To watch him and go, this is very sad, very sad. Sort of like an alcoholic going, can't believe you're drinking. Yeah. You're just opening a kind of strongbow. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it's been a great couple of weeks. Now, as much as I've loved hearing about your, your scratch match, of course, of course. right? There are other things going on in the world of golf this week. We should address one them, those. One of them being arguably the biggest golf news that the sport has ever seen. No, we did that. The MyEG email. About no, 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 not that. No, no, oh, no. Right, okay. Arguably the biggest bit of news the golf world has ever seen. Yeah, we did that. Me beating that guy, Ben, four the and two. The biggest piece of... <laughs> not me leaving Millswell Hill. It's a funny joke. It's the live PGA merger. Let's talk about it more after this. Oh... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I, I cannot wait to get into this. I just, I was at the golf course when the news dropped. I was on a beach in the south of France, and I was. It was one of those moments. You needed a golfer. I, Is anyone here a golfer? M's I've dad a, was there. I ran oh. over. Was like, look at the news. Look what's happened. 
Honestly, I thought it was a joke. And, and I've I've had people, I've seen people online say it was like it was like where were you during yeah. 9/11? Yeah. And I mean, is it is it the same as that? Well, there is a connection. Hi, Liv. Oh, um, oh God. But okay, I, okay, okay, Jay Monahan. I um think it's ins- it is like. Uh, to give it a British twist, the Conservative Party and the Labour Party merging. It is like Republicans and Democrats merging. These guys have been at loggerheads. Liv yep. was born 18 months ago and they have been against each other, against each other constantly in everything they do. Yep. And now suddenly, they're not just going to work alongside each other. Cheek by jowl, I could almost understand. And we've talked about this before. Maybe Liv opens up and has a September to November yeah, thing, chunk yeah. of the calendar or something like that. They're merging. They are one entity. So, before we get into this, I'm very conscious that we are recording this on the 12th of June. Mm. And by the time this goes out, anything could happen. So, I don't want to talk so much about details of what's happened because I think the details are changing so much. I would rather focus on what this means for the sport, whether we think this is wholly a good thing or a bad thing or how you feel. Because I'm so happy that this has happened. I'm so happy. Are you? Yes. There's a a lot of professional golfers who are not happy about it. Because the main winner in all of this is me and you, a golf fan. We're the ones that win. Isn't it Liv? Isn't it Liv who are the main winners? Because they get to own golf? Because they're basically... Liv is going to be, what we think at this point, defunct. Liv is basically gone, gone. I would say. And the Saudi investment fund are basically essentially... Own golf. Own golf. They're buying... men's golf which is incredible because when you think about the saudis have been after a sport for so long and they've yeah they've bought like newcastle united or they Mm. tried it with the f1 and they've bought bits of a sport Mm. they now own male professional golf so i wouldn't say that's a great i wouldn't say that's great news but given where we were which is they were owning half of it anyway and it was what no they had a little they had a thing up and running that was crap but it was in my opinion as i said from the start of this the fact that all the best players weren't together anymore was ruining the sport for me. Yeah. The fact that I couldn't watch the watching Brooksy in the in the um, PGA was, was like, brilliant. Yeah. I yeah. want to see Brooks Kepka. I want to see Bryce DeChambeau. I yeah. want to see Cam Smith on a regular uh, on a regular event going up against your Rory McIlroy's. But what happens for the people? Fleetwood's what happens for people who obviously you've got the Rory situation? You know, Rory turned down a huge amount of money. Yep. To not go to live, mm-hmm. so did a lot of other people. The rumor is. That Ram was about to sign. That is a rumor. That might be absolute nonsense. Yeah, but that is what people are talking about. What about people who really object to live? They really object to the whole model. They don't want to do it. Yeah. What do they do now? Hold Nothing. on. You, you're, when you say live, that's okay, a not shorthand live. for the Saudi. You're, the, you're right. The, the yeah. public investment. Live is effectively defunct when this ends. I think they're going to run from next year. Right. It'll be the year after next year. There's as of right now, there is no talk about live ending. Live could continue on. Yeah. But. I think we all know it's it's going to end. From what I know, as I say, true on the 12th of June, is that the guys who took money to go to live will keep the money. Mm. However, when this new company exists, yeah. which is the DP World Tour, which is PGA, which was live, mm. the guys who stay true to the PGA Tour will have an equity share of that company. Right. So in a way, we'll get a decent slab of money. Yeah. So the Rory's who didn't take the 300 million or whatever yeah. Rory was offered or the 800 million Tiger was offered, yeah. apparently going to get a share of the business mm. that it's just made. really, uh, I mean, you know, as a golfer, it's fantastic that finally something interesting happened in golf. And massively so I, interesting. Say to all my friends, uh, 
I told you golf was interesting. It is a fun yeah, sport. You see, it Look is fun. Those guys own it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, a bit of it? No, the whole thing. It is fun, unless you're a woman living in Saudi Arabia, in which case it's not that much fun. Less um, fun. Yeah, weirdly, uh, Saudi Arabia didn't buy women's golf uh, because it involves women having to be allowed outdoors. Um, I, and yeah, I just, I really don't know. I hate it. I don't know where they go with it. And there's a lot of people who are going to have to swallow a lot of anger and move forward. You're right. Of course, it's good for golf in future. It has to be. It, this mm. is good for golf in future. There's way more money now in it. So mm. the sport will get bigger. It will get better sponsors. There'll be bigger prize funds for the players. Mm. This should really elevate the whole sport. And yeah. that's, again, rumours as to why this has happened is because the rumours are that the PGA sort of had a feeling that they couldn't fund the lawsuits. They were running low on cash, weren't yeah. they? Ascent- I mean, running low on cash. You know, they only had 200 million or 500 million. But when you're going up against the Saudis in a courtroom... You have infinite money, yeah. You're going to lose. Mm. And I, that's the rumour, is that the money wasn't there for them. Yeah. So now the money is going to be there via the Saudis to fund this whole game. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. You, it, is con- it is conflicting because the sport is now owned by a group of very wealthy men who potentially yeah, have... And, you know, another, another element of that... morals. Another element of that is that over the last year, few years, especially post-lockdown, uh, golf has been opened up to a whole more diverse bunch of people, not just men, more women, more people of colour. It's been amazing, yeah. you know. Um, speaking of someone playing in London, which is an incredibly diverse population, weird how when I played golf in London before the pandemic, it was just a bunch of white men. Yeah. And that is changing. You can totally see that. And women are playing. It's great. And then it, the sport is being bought just the men's sport is being bought by a bunch of men to play for loads of money. It just stinks a bit. But you know what? I guess, I guess over time we'll open some windows and try and waft it out and try and find a way through it. I'm not going to stop watching men's golf, you know? But I just think it is a bit eggy. And that's the problem. I struggle to see how certain individuals can carry on in the sport. Like yeah. the PGA, the, the one of the main guys at the PGA, is it Jay Monaghan? Yeah. This isn't the second name. Yeah. He was so adamantly against this he wouldn't even say live golf no he? he brought the players in and said you know this is someone who died in 9-11 these guys funded that that's an incredibly emotive thing to do and you don't turn you don't you turn on that stuff and he has done yeah he's the cnn report when it went live was him sitting next to the guy from the the public investment fund going this is all right isn't it? Take- he must have been paid he must have been paid a vast sum of money yeah and like yeah. Rory, like this is what I don't understand. And I'm a massive Rory McIlroy fan, but I do not understand how Rory can have this opinion on PIF and the money and mm. Saudis, and then they buy PJ and he's like, like surely all the issues are still there for him. Yeah, he said that. I mean, he has said in a press conference, Rory said, this is, I hate Liv and this whole situation stinks. But and- Liv is shorthand for the money that's now, like, yeah. Liv is not a thing. Liv is just, Liv is, no, is, by, is just uh, Saudi money. By, exactly. So he said, essentially, effectively, I my interpretation is that he has said, I hate the Saudi money behind this. Where does Rory go from here? Well, it looks like he's just going to carry on, doesn't it? Yeah, but he's just gonna like, he's just gonna shut up. I can't get my head around it. I just can't get my head around it. Maybe we should all just start watching more women's golf. There was a conversation for a while that maybe the guys who are so ardent against it will just go and do their own thing and set up their own league. But I'm like, we can't have another league. No, that's not gonna. Happen. It's just not gonna work, is it? No, that's not gonna happen. So, in what it has been the fairest example of like a good versus evil fight. Yeah, evil won. Which yeah. is so crazy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it is to sort of echo, I can imagine what people are saying about 
us saying that, you know, evil. Of course, they're not evil. You know, think about the things you do every time you uh, put petrol in your car. You yeah, of course. The oil. Yeah. Like, I know, I understand there's big things behind it and we're hypocritical to sit here going, they're evil when yeah. they're supplying us with basically the blood that keeps us all going. I get that. But um, I just think that it is, it's really shocking. That's the first thing. It's the sheer shock of it. Secondly, sports washing is a really is a real thing. Sports washing is a really serious thing mm-hmm. where people completely rehabilitate their whole how they're seen around the world so that what they're doing at home is forgotten Mm. that's what happens with newcastle with the saudis that's what happens with man city you know qatar were looking into well the qatar world cup for example there's so much stuff that happens and their human rights is appalling and it's like i just want to watch golf i don't want to have to i don't want a moral dilemma yeah also i don't want to be morally superior i don't want to sit here being all smug or morally superior yeah but in this situation i'm kind of forced to yeah because it is it's it's really it's really really ugly. So we're going to all have to do a lot of burying our head in the sand, which is what I did on most holes when I played the other day. Yes, um, cheers. There you go. Uh, that's going to have to happen because I'm not going to start watching golf. Yeah. Because you know, but at yeah. the same time, I guess we just have to hold these two ideas in our head at the same time. And I think I want to caveat what I said with the good versus evil fight. I think that's how this is portrayed. Mm. I don't. Ne- I just don't know enough about it to go. The Saudi money's evil. Yeah. Like, I don't know enough. I genuinely yeah. don't know enough about it to say that. But I think that is how this fight has been portrayed. Yes. As a good versus evil fight. And yeah. it is bonkers that the quote unquote evil has has won. And I yeah. just don't know how I would feel. Money talks, man. Money talks. How would you feel if you're Rory McElroy and for a year you have thrown yourself under the bus for this yeah. idea of something, this thing called those, the PGA Tour? Those, you know, he is supposedly towards some kind of peak of his game at the moment, age-wise, maybe yeah. not in reality. But those meetings that he'd have gone to before a major tournament, a yeah. three-hour meeting before the USPGA started, yeah. to talk about this situation. To defend a thing. The time he has poured into it, and, and, and this vat of time he's poured into it, someone's just pulled the plug out of the bottom and it's all just wasted. It's all gone. He must be absolutely furious. And, and it's not just him. You know, There's a lot of other guys who have done it, and they've had the rug pulled from under them. They, the, they thought it was a joke, like we all did. Don't you think it's crazy? That the thing that you supported then 180'd on you and became yeah. the thing that you didn't want it to... Like, that is yeah. an incredible story. I feel like a Lib Dem in 2010. Just going, you know what? Actually, David Cameron, he is a good lead. Like, it's it's that thing of having to go, yeah, when, when I said Saudi money was dodgy and the Saudis, yeah. you know, have a terrible record of rights with uh, human rights... What I meant was golf's great. Like it's impossible. How do we yeah, do it? You can't. And that's the thing. Also, who's going to come and watch this or listen to this podcast and go? Well, you know, no one's, no one's coming here for a clear moral compass. I certainly hope they're not. All I can tell you is how I feel, which is that I feel gutted, but at the same time, I really love golf, so I ain't going to stop watching it. Because I think we do differ in that way. I am. Yeah, you don't have morals, yeah? No, I've got no morals. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like get all my favourite people together. Where's the money from? Doesn't matter, baby. Look at Rory go. <laughs> Bryce the Shamrock Rory, it's great stuff. Well, you know, it's still going to get voted through by the panel. Yeah, that's, yeah. It so might, actually, but it will happen. It will, yeah, it will, it will. But the board happen. might say no, imagine that. Um, now, this is an insane position to find ourselves in here, but yep. we have not touched on the fact that it's the US Open and we're at time. Okay, what do we do? So, what are we going to do, Tom? Make I, a decision. I think this podcast is put out early. Oh, okay. I think we put this podcast out tonight. Okay. Tomorrow. Yeah. And we go again. 
We do two in a week to make and up for do doing none last week. I think we're going to have to because we, we can't not talk about the Open. Love that. Love that. Okay. So, and we just want to say before we go, thank you so much to our sponsors, Pip. Um, thank you for <laughs> yeah. giving us that lovely money and yeah. those wonderful cars. Yeah. Piff. Piff, not Pip. Pip is the... What's Pip? The Players Impact Programme. Oh my God. And Piff is the Public Investment Fund. Pip mm. is the money that the players get for doing well on Twitter. As far as Rory's concerned, they've been taking a lot of both um, over the last yeah something. I don't get. I don't get it. It didn't really work. Anyway, this <laughs> is now. This is sort of earlier in the week. Okay, fine. And later in the week, you'll get something about the US Open because we can't not talk about a major. Fine. We can't do 50 minutes on your scratch game at Muswell wow. Hill and miss a major. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, okay. everyone. That is un- unacceptable. Okay, fine. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about the US Open. Cheers.